happens if you're a home dweller and you have all the motivation. You're not afraid to roll up your sleeves and paint the wall. You're not afraid to hang the curtains or take down the art, to rearrange the furniture or buy a couple pillows. You just don't know which pillows to buy. You just don't know which direction you need to be taking your room so that it looks the way that you want it to look and feels the way that you want it to feel. What happens if you have all the motivation in the world, but you are stuck in indecision or you're stuck in paralysis or you're stuck in this space of comparing what you think you want to all the pictures you're seeing on Pinterest and you sit in inaction? Is that you? Are you shaking your head and saying, how did she get into my brain? She is speaking directly to me. (laughs) Girl, I have been you. That is exactly how I know that you could be in a place of indecision but you're highly motivated to get the work done because I've been there. And I would have given anything to have someone to show up in my email to say, hey, look, listen, this is kind of the direction you want to go. What about these suggestions? Here you go. Five things, 10 things, paint the wall this color, take down that art, move that furniture, try this new arrangement. I would have given anything for that. Instead, I learned it all myself, but now I'm giving it to you. So if you, if that is you, you are in for a real treat because today is a sneak peek. It is a behind the scenes look at my work with a client doing just this. It's a service I provide called a room edit. And a room edit is exactly that. You have the motivation. You even have maybe an inkling of an idea of how you want your room to look. You just don't know what to do. You don't know if you should change your room color or what color to change it to. You don't know what you don't know. So today you're going to hear me working with my friend and client. We're doing a room edit in her living room. And she knows that she wants her room to feel a little bit lighter, a little bit airier. And she also knows that she tends to lean a little bit farmhousey. And she likes that. We started with an interview and we started with some pictures so I could see what it was that I'm working with. I got pictures of her room. I had her do a 360 degree picture collage for me. After the interview, after chatting with her and seeing the pictures, I was able to create a plan for her, a roadmap for her. And what you're going to hear in today's episode is me chatting with her. Of course, this is all virtual. You're not going to hear her in the conversation. It is me creating a presentation for her using those pictures. It's a PowerPoint. And you're going to see me talking about what I notice in the room and the remediations in order to go the direction she wanted to go, light and airy and more farmhouse, a little bit more farmhouse. We talk about things as specific as gallery walls, elevating her bookshelf. We talk about bringing in wood tones, creating repetition and cohesiveness. We talk about a bully that I immediately recognize within her room. We talk about curtains and curtain height. We talk about so much that even if you are not seeing the pictures, you are going to glean information that could be helpful for you as you create a home and a space that you love. And if after hearing this episode, you're inspired to roll up your sleeves and get the paintbrush out, but you just don't know what to do, I want you to go to the show notes because in the show notes, I'm going to have a link to my room edit. I'm also going to have a link to my email. Email me. We can get the process started. All right. Enjoy today's show. We grew up with the phrase, home is where the heart is, but our culture has shifted and now the message is home should be Pinterest perfect. I'm calling BS on that message. Home 
It's not about the stuff, it's about the story. And whether you know it or not, your home is a reflection of you and is already saying something. So what is it that you want it to say? Hey, I'm Danny, a former first grade teacher turned home decorator. Going from a dual income to a single income so I could stay home with my babies meant budget, like ramen eating, Goodwill shopping budget, and I learned a few things along the way, like how to bring big style to your home without breaking the bank, and I'm sharing it all with you. Tips, tricks, decor, and design advice so you can learn to tell your story with your style, where you can start living free from the Pinterest perfect trap and start living a life of intention. Welcome to Fig and Farm at Home, where we design happy living and where it doesn't have to be perfect to be beautiful. Okay, welcome back to your living room edit. All right, so in this corner, um, one of the things that I noticed that I really, really loved is that um, you are telling your family story in your home decorating, and that is really wonderful. So as you've heard me talk over the, the last month or so about how important it is as a home decorator to tell your family story, this is exactly what I mean. You're putting things out here on this shelf that, um, that are important to you. You can really see that. So that's what I noticed on this thing, um, on this section. Um, it is mostly photos. I did notice that. I noticed the floral. I noticed the ode to your mom up here. Um, I noticed some wicker and some wood. I noticed the art right above the bookcase. Um, and I noticed that wall color again. I also noticed something surprising that I'd not seen before. And that is the background color to your bookcase. And that is a really lovely color. Um, one thing I just wanna note up here is um, this art placement. So just like in the kitchen, that little teeny tiny art that sat to the right of your um, kitchen sink, um, this is one of those really good examples of putting art in unsuspecting places. And I love it um, because you don't necessarily always think about art above bookcases. Um, and this is really spot on, so really good job. Okay, some suggestions for this area. Um, number one is to continue that paint um, in the bookcase surround. And so this I'm gonna just throw in there would also include window surround. So you wanna have that, that paint in all of those areas um, to make it look and feel more cohesive like you didn't just decide um, on painting day to take a nap in the middle of the project. <laughs> um, okay, the other thing I would suggest is adding some books here. And adding more books might mean that you relocate some of the photos, um, and that's okay. I have a plan for that too, um, but I'm sure there are spaces in your home where you can put some of these photos. But um, we don't want to not tell your family's story by adding the book, the book, um, the books on the bookcase, but adding that is going to make this space feel a little bit more elevated, a little bit more intentional. Um, a couple ideas for how to do that. So look at your home and see if there's any that you have, of course, and then look at the dust jacket. Take the dust, dust jacket off and look to see what um, books what they look like with the the dust jacket off are they pretty colors are they colors that kind of match your color story that is happening here um or do you need to start from scratch i'm not recommending like making this like the family bookshelf you know with lots of colors and thin books and big books um, mainly stick with hardback books and take the covers off and that's going to make it look a little bit more 
um, elevated. Um, another idea, if you don't have things at home that work, just try flipping the spine to see what it looks like when the dust jacket is off and it's backwards. And do you like that look? Especially if you're not going to be using the books on a regular basis, it can just be something that just kind of completes the look. And of course, thrifting is always a good idea. Just um, when you're thrifting, look for hardcover and then look for what color of um, book it is once you taste, take the dust jacket off. Um, okay, and then the other thing is to continue um, continue repeating with wood and wicker throughout your space. And um, we're going to talk about that with the bamboo shades in a minute. Okay, in this space, um, what I see, I see um, two different florals. I see the floral curtains and the floral artwork. Um, I did not put the picture on here, but I also noticed the floral artwork above the desk in the corner. Um, those are three different things, but I think the one above the desk matches more of this curtain um, and is more of your color story. Uh, I noticed the cozy couch. I noticed the curtain length and the curtain rod. Um, and I noticed the pop of pink in this artwork. Okay, so some things to consider in this section. So, um, Number one is um, adding some pillows and adding pillows in here is going to accomplish a couple things. But the first thing is this, this couch by itself is not necessarily the darkest couch out there, but when you put it next to a table that is really dark, it can be. And then when you have chairs opposite that are really dark, it can be. So we want to lighten that, especially when you mentioned that you want to have a little bit more lighter and airier of a space. We're going to do that by adding textiles. And we want those textiles to have a foundation of creams and whites and oatmeals. We don't want any grays. Um, foundationally speaking, it means that most of the color you see is going to be cream or white or oatmeal. That, when you sit it against a dark surface like the couch, is going to make it so it's lighter. Um, we're going to bring in lots of texture. Texture is going to add playfulness to it, but it's also going to add depth. Um, when you can add those layers, it's going to just make it feel um, cozy, really cozy. So we want to think about um, adding lots of texture, adding lots of, um, lots of layers um, in lots of kind of creamies, and that's going to lighten it a lot. Um, you can bring in some of your color story on those pillows, but I would say not a whole lot. And I would say no solid color pillows. Um, even though you have color in your room, because you want the light and airy, we want to keep those solid colors away from the solid color couch that is a little bit heavier. So um, we're going to try to tone down that with the airiness idea. Um, okay. A number two are these curtain rods, and I can't tell if it's the angle of the of the photo um, or if these are different heights. Um, but if they are, we want them to be at the same the same level. Um, what will happen is I think these windows are at the same height. But sometimes when you walk into a room and you have two windows that are at two different heights, you want to have the curtain hung at the highest height window so that it brings the eye up and so that it makes it so that it's kind of a streamlined cohesive look. 
Um, adding blinds to the window is going to kind of create that whole space of cohesiveness. You have the blinds already in the kitchen. Um, I suggested it for the eating area. I'm suggesting it here. And I'm also suggesting it for the little window next to the desk. I would on that window, take down the curtain rod, take down the curtain, take down the blind and add the bamboo blinds. The same ones, only on that one, I would probably get the liner so that it adds a little bit more privacy since your neighbors are right there. Um, when you're thinking about your curtains, you do want a 96 inch length. I think you have the 84 inch length here. Um, and theoretically, that's not a bad thing. But when you have the, the higher ceilings in your home, you want those curtains to be hung higher. And even if you're going to have to move these anyway, you might want to move them higher um, as well. So you want those curtains to kind of brush, um, you, they don't have to brush the floor and they don't have to pull on the floor, but that baseboard, they should hit that baseboard. Um, one thing to think about when you're thinking about your curtains, you have a couple choices. One is to do a solid color. And if we're, if we're going for the light and the airy look, um, sticking with white or oatmeal, solid, not sheer, is going to be um, a really wonderful look. It's going to elevate the space, especially sitting atop um, the freshly painted wall, which is number six. I want you to paint that wall that same color um, and with the bamboo blinds. And so having that light white or creamy color um, curtain is going to make your space feel light and airy. It's going to um, make it feel cohesive and it's going to make it feel a little bit elevated. And by elevated, I just mean a little bit more sophisticated than if you had a playful patterned curtain. Patterned curtains, generally speaking, are just a little bit more playful. They can be more traditional. It depends on what kind of pattern is on it. Um, how do you want your room to read? If you want it more sophisticated and light and airy, I would say plain, solid, curtain with a foundation of whites or creams. If you want a little bit more playful, you can add a little bit of pattern, but I would say um, make the pattern uh, more minimal. Um, let's talk about color for a second, because I notice in this artwork, you have a pop of pink. And I noticed in the other pictures, um, this is the only pink I'm seeing. And so pink is not a bad color and it can be a really fun color to add in. But when it's the only pop of pink, you want that to either be eliminated or repeated. So choosing which one you wanna do um, in the space. Now, one thing to think about is um, when you're choosing a color palette for your room, we've already have um, the main color and that main color is the wall color. And it's the recommended color I'm saying, just do all of the surfaces, do all of the window frames, do all of the walls that are not that color yet, because most of them are painted that really pretty modern farmhouse aqua. So go ahead and finish that palette throughout. That is your foundational color in this room. And then you have two more. So imagine that foundational color as like the 60%. Two more colors, one at 30% and one at 10%. And that's gonna equal your color palette. So um, the other color I noticed in the room is that blue, kind of that deeper blue is in the chair and it's also in the bookcase. Um, like that teal, that is probably one of those pops of colors. Um, and then what is your third color? Do you want it to be pink? It can be. If you do, just make sure that you have that color repeated somewhere else in the room. Um, and I like to have at least three representations of that color somewhere. So you can put it on in art, you can put it on a blanket, you can put it um, 
on the bookshelf, something like that. Um, but speaking of blankets, let's go to number four. Um, any of the colors you bring in that are part of that 60, 30, 10 color palette, you want them to be um, represented on the textiles. They can be represented on the textiles um, minimally. Um, especially when we're going for the light and airy, airy, you really want a lighter, plainer, but a little bit of color is okay. But the less color, the more airy it's going to be, is kind of how that works. Um, but if you wanted some of that pink shown on a pillow, awesome, bring it in. If you want some of it shown on a blanket, awesome. Just make sure those foundational colors are the, those light, creamy oatmeals. Um, and using that basket, you showed me that picture of that basket, using that basket to hold those blankets would be a great use of space and keeping it in that same spot would be good. All right, on this wall, um, this is what I read. So I see the cute but dark chairs. I see the dark pattern. I see two different pattern plays. I love it when we can mix patterns like that. Um, I see an opportunity for art right up here. I see a contrasting side table and I see some pillows. All right, so this is what I would recommend here. Um, so the first thing is this side table. So this is a little bit tricky of a corner and it's tricky because of the chairs. The chairs are so wonderful. I love the style, I love the pattern, um, but they do present a little bit tricky of a prospect here and this is why. They are a little bit more traditional. The pattern choice is traditional. The color palette on there is a little bit more traditional. And of course, the lines and the lacquer. All of that to me says traditional. Um, it doesn't really say farmhouse, but it's not that it can't say farmhouse. This is how we're going to marry those two together. So what I would say is we're going to take the pillows off. Um, you can use the gather and the family on the couch because it's kind of that oatmeal um, neutral palette. Um, the blue ones, I would say, um, remove, relocate, um, but those only add a little bit more darkness to the already dark chair. They already, they also add a little bit more formality to it, and we don't want that. We want to make these chairs feel a little bit more, more playful. Um, and how we're going to do that, I think you should add faux fur pillows two white faux fur pillows, one on each chair about, and I want it to be big, kind of 18 by 18 or 20 by 20. The bigger the landscape of that pillow is going to be, it's going to cover, of course, some of that pattern on that chair, but that's okay. Kind of the whimsy from the fur, the faux fur is going to contrast with the paisley pattern on the chair um, enough that it's gonna feel playful. It's also going to make the contrast from the table and the chair not as harsh. So right now when you see the black chair with the white table, it, that's a really harsh contrast because black and white. It works because of the white, um, the white bookcase, but we want to bring in even more. So we want those two white faux fur um, pillows. And then I suggest warming this up with a wood-based table lamp with a white shade. That white's going to keep doing that same thing. It's going to tone down some of the black there. Um, and the wood is going to keep the warmth without, without changing the whole table um, entirely. Um, I think that that will be really nice. Okay, 
Um, and then I have my highlighter here because I want to show you an opportunity that I think you have with your gallery wall. Um, so one thing I think that you can think about is, well, gallery wall, but you can know that that's what I'm suggesting. <laughs> one thing I've noticed when I come over to your home is that you like to change out your art. And I think that's really, really fun. And that art that was in the kitchen that I'm saying, oh, create a space for it. Um, this is a really good opportunity. So, um, you know, those shelves that are at like Target or Ikea and they have, um, the, they're like picture ledge ledges. That's what I want you to imagine right here. So imagine that both of those yellow lines are, are picture ledge shelves. Um, and I drew them intentionally that size because when you're hanging art and that is your seating area, you wanna think about um, having art to be 50 to 80% of that space, that width. Um, or two thirds, that's probably a better way to think of it. So you want it to be about that wide. Um, it's okay if it sits behind that hanging lamp, you don't have to move the lamp. In fact, that layering looks really, really good. But now I want you to think about um, the art that you have on here. So you might have, and I'm just gonna go ahead and draw, you might have um, a big chunky mirror. And your big chunky mirror is sitting up here. It's going to reflect light. It's going to add some interest because of the chunkiness on it. And then in front of it, you're going to maybe layer another piece of art. And this is one of those opportunities where you can bring in some of your color story, like the deep blue from your bookcase. And you might have a plant here that hangs over the edge. Um, you might have another little art behind here. Now you can anchor those just slightly with a little bit of a nail head um, and you can have the wire hang onto it. Um, and you're gonna do the same thing down here. You're gonna have maybe a bigger one. And this time you might have a little plant here. Faux plants are fine if you don't think you're a green thumb. Um, but I do have a blog post about having, um, having some plants in your home that you could really, um, that are harder to kill than keep alive. <laughs> so those are the ones that you want to go find. Um, but when you, this, this provides a couple opportunities for you. So you have all of those um, really wonderful family photos that are sitting right next to your coffee bar and here. Um, and this is a really good opportunity for you to have a gallery wall without the commitment of a gallery wall. So let's say in three months, you get tired of having your photos, um, those photos and, or, or your kids grew and you want different photos displayed, switch them out. Um, you can play with wood tone, um, wood tone frames. You can have white, you can have black, um, things that we are repeating within the room anyway. Um, I would stick away from colored frames and I would stick away from metals because metals you're not really doing in here other than black. So I would do, um, I would do wood frame, white and blacks, and you can change them. Don't have all the same frames. You want that interest. Um, and that's going to be really cute. You can have word art, you can have pictures, but I would change it up. I wouldn't do all family photos and I wouldn't do all word art. So you want to have a, a variety of those. All right. And that is it. Um, the last suggestion I have is for, oh, there they are again, the kids. The last suggestion is for um, the desk area. That desk area is another dark corner. So I want you to think about how you can lighten it up. Can you lighten it up by um, 
by changing out that lamp and having a more substantial white lamp. I would do white again. Can you um, have some really cute decorative storage bins that are wicker, that um, are wood, that bring in that warmth, that contrast, that dark, stark black, but then add that same kind of color story that we're having um, with the wickers, the light and Aries, um, all of that. Take a look too at that art. And I want you to take a look at that art and see if that matches kind of the color story or if that's bringing in and introducing another color that you hadn't before. And if that's the case, then maybe think about switching that out too. All right, um, please be sure to ask me any questions that you have um, and I'm happy to walk you through any more. All right, see you later. Hey, real quick before you go, if you learned something new or found value in today's podcast, would you head over to iTunes to Fig and Farm at Home and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of mamas who are learning to be intentional storytellers within their own homes, join us at bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. There's always more room at the table. See you soon.